We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. And a happy Saturday to everyone. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And I'm Pastor Jolly John Lukomsky from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And Matt, try this on for size. Hee haw! Hee haw! Hee haw! <laughs> I think, think that Not bad. I think I think you got the part, John. All right, good. All right, good. We'll, we'll put you on a late shift though, <laughs> when the crowd starts to die down. What? What? Come on! I want to be right there. <laughs> Tell people what we're talking about, man. Well, it's next Saturday, right? Yes. Put on your calendars. We were talking about the live nativity over at Ascension Lutheran Church, within walking distance from Ted Drew's frozen custard. Are they open um, still? They are. They're selling their Christmas the trees. They are open and the, ready for business. Are they selling trees or are they selling uh, the, their ice cream? Too. Both. You can get a tree and frozen that is exact, Where else can you do that, John? Where know. else can only, you do that? Only at Ted <laughs> That's Drew. right. So, yeah, please stop by uh, December the 15th, uh, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, on the front lawn of the church. We're at Donovan and Eichelberger, right across from Francis Park. If you're here in the St. Louis area, if you're not in the St. Louis area, drive on over because uh, it's worth it. it. It really is a pretty good production. So, come and check you might, it out. And you might see me dressed up as a donkey. That's right. Yeah. You just might. Oh, wait a second. That's right. Lynn and I were going to do it together, and I wasn't going to be the front end. No, you're wrong. <laughs> so, probably I don't need to worry about <laughs> what the donkey sounds like. Just follow the searchlight. <laughs> the... So, so speaking of like the donkeys and the animals, yeah. so we, we do have live animals, which is pretty cool. So to to fund the live animals, what we do is we have this this big poster that we put out in our lobby area, yeah. and it's it's all the animals we have like calves and sheep and donkeys and and goats, and then what we do is is we put prices on their body parts, and we <laughs> we like we 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 segment off body parts. So we, we, you give like a leg of lamb, you can have the donkey's rear end, you can have, uh, you know, the head of a calf, you know, whatever it is. So they all have their prices on it. Then you return it with your donation. Well, that's kind of a clever way of paying. It is clever and a little gruesome too. We make Yeah. (laughs) How much is a donkey going for now? You know, it's, it's not too bad. A donkey's rear end, about 15 bucks. I bet. (laughs) That's all I'm worth. It's reasonable. 15 15 bucks. I thought it'd be worth more than that. (laughs) Donkey's rear end. Oh boy. All right. So yeah, we hope you come and join Matt there uh, this next Saturday. Um, So real quick, real quick, you brought up something. We were doing Isaiah 65. Uh, this great prophecy yes. of the, the, the new heavens and the new earth. And and uh, you pointed out that one of the problems is when we're looking at heaven and God is trying to describe heaven for us, it is just so different than what life is like here. And it's just... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it and, better be. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, the analogy... Otherwise, I want to be heaven. We've got an English phrase that says you had to be there, right? Yeah. You had to be there. Uh, and I was thinking, were, were you able to be there when your kids were born? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was. Tell us about it. <laughs> you you can't can you? No, it, it's hard to describe. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's 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 just incredible and a miracle. And yeah, you got to be there. You're right. And and, and I, I love. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It, I just had this rush, but it's really, uh, you know, I, 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 yeah. 
so anyway, here's the verse. Here's the verse I want to share with you, because when you hear it, it sounds really, really strange. And yet when you remember Isaiah is trying to help us understand what heaven is like by putting it in the terms of what we understand now, it makes sense. So if you would read, please, verse 20 of uh, Isaiah 65. And again, please remember, this is a description of what's going to be like in the new heaven and the new earth. Okay. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives but a few days. All right. That's cool. We can see that. Yeah. That makes know. sense. Yeah. All right. Well, how wonderful that's going to be. Yeah. Or an old woman who does not fill... Old woman? Excuse me. <laughs> what translation have you got? <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> All right, let's try again. An old man who does not fill out his days. Well, well, that kind of makes sense. Well, read the next two okay. verses. All right. All right. For the young man shall die a hundred years old. Wait a second here. Oh. And the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. And see that? Because I didn't think people were going to die at all, for starters. Uh, and I also didn't think there were going to be any sinners there. Uh, so, so... This is the ESV that you, you've just yes. read to us. And, and, Believe it or not. Yeah. Yes. And, and it, well, I think it's one of those instances where they really have trouble capturing the sense of the Hebrew. Because the sense of the Hebrew is this, Matt. If, if you live to be 100 years old, that, that's a pretty impressive thing in, in our time, in our life. Isn't yeah, it? not bad. Do you have any 100-year-old people in, in your church? Our oldest member at Ascension is 106. Oh, boy, I'm impressed. Yeah, Virginia Palazzolo. She's over, uh, she's lives at the Altenheim in St. Louis, and uh, great carrying on a conversation with her. Uh, my, even still at 106. Uh, Marguerite Schneider, she's 102, but right. we can't claim her anymore. She moved up to Wisconsin, I think, when she was in her 80s or something. And other than that, we don't have anybody that's 100. So would you not agree with me, man, if you're 100, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 So what Isaiah said here is when you get to the new heaven and the new earth, if you're 100, you're just a kid. <laughs> that's all you are. You're just some <laughs> young punk. That's all just a child. That's all you are. Even at 100, that's all you would be. And I think... Vice versa, too. Uh, we all want to live to be 100. But in the new heaven and the earth, if you would die at 100, they say, oh, that's a tragedy. What a curse that is. Because, no, no, you're supposed to live way, way longer yeah. than 100. So that's what I'm saying. It's kind of hard to understand the new heaven and the new earth because it's so totally different. But Isaiah is trying to use things we understand, which is age. And Isaiah says, no, no, when you get to the new heaven and the earth, if you would live to be 100, people would still think you were just... A kid. Yeah. No senior discounts for you. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of cool. That's a great. No, I like. And thanks I for bringing that, that up right because in. it's it's beyond human language. Whether it's English or Hebrew or whatever yeah. language, it's just beyond what we can even imagine. How how awesome that's going to be. And that's how I get it. Just take me. So all you old people out there, trust me. <laughs> when you get to heaven, people say, "Oh, you're just a kid. There you're you just go. a kid." <laughs> all right. Now you wanted to do something about worship, though. You said right. Yeah, yeah, I thought we could uh, skip forward now to the New Testament a little okay. bit, and we're kind of doing our odds and ends these past couple of weeks, so yeah. I wanted Let's to see pick it up the a, year we got to get all yeah, this stuff there cleared you go. out. So yeah. I, I thought we could do a little bit about worship and what that looks like, and really kind of two reasons to come to worship. Okay. So we're going to start with uh, Hebrews chapter 10. I, uh, I come for the free donuts and coffee. The free donuts and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Are there other reasons to come to worship? I didn't see that in the book of Hebrews. Where is that at? It must be in the footnotes. 
That's apocryphal or something. Uh, so, yes, uh, donuts and coffee, yeah, they're, they're always a good thing. We have a, a cookie lady at our church at Ascension. So oh, Donna cool. the cookie lady, she brings cookies, and, and we love her for it. And we love, well, we love her anyway, but we, we love her cookies, too. <laughs> so thank you, Donna. Um, so let's look at Hebrews chapter 10, and we want to begin with verse uh, 19. We're talking about drawing near, drawing near uh, in worship specifically, because of Jesus. And, and here in Hebrews, it keeps picking up on that theme of Jesus as, as high priest in particular, one that makes that access to, to God the Father possible for us, our Savior, also our, our high priest, the one who intercedes for us. All right, so yeah, if you want to start with verse uh, verse 19. How far would you like me to read, man? Well, we're going to, you know, eventually we're going to read all the way through verse 25. So we'll, we'll just kind of take as a comes. Okay, all right. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promises faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and to... Sorry, I had two pages to turn there. And to good works. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see that they drawing near. All right, thanks very much. So a lot there, and a lot of reasons, really, to come to worship. Um, did you hear about the... <coughs> You were talking about coming to worship for the donuts and the coffee. Did you yeah. hear about the uh, the mom? You probably heard this about the mom who's trying to wake up her son for church. Have I think I one? have. But go ahead, tell no, it. That's a classic. So yeah, yeah. She, he, this mom is trying to wake up her son to get to gray for church on a Sunday morning. He says, "I'm not going." And the mom asks, "Well, why not?" And she says, "Well, I'll give you I'll give you two good reasons, mom." He said, "One, they don't like me, and two, I don't like them." And his mom replies, well, I'll give you two good reasons why you should go to church. <laughs> One, you're 38 years old. And two, you're the pastor. <laughs> I always like that one. Anyway, I do too. Yeah. The yeah. story of our life. Isn't yeah. That? You know, if she Except had a, it's not our moms, it's our wives. <laughs> that's right. Come on. Come on. If it was a third one, I'm sure it would have been the donuts. But anyway, just two reasons to go to church. So, all right. All right. Um, you know, looking at this. All right, now. There's no time for foolishness. <laughs> Keeping in mind what, what John just read, Pastor John, for us, you know, hopefully that joke didn't erase that from our memories. Yeah, I think there's there's two reasons why we go to church. Two reasons why we meet together. Two now, reasons. Now, there's probably more than just two, okay. but the two, two we're going to focus on today yeah. is one, you come to worship for for yourself. All okay, right. All you right. come to worship for to be edified, to to be to be fed. You come to worship for yourself. All right. But another reason that the book of Hebrews gives here is you come to worship also, not just for the benefit of yourself, but you come to worship for the benefit of your neighbor. Right. To benefit your neighbor, too. And I think that's something we, we, we sometimes lose sight of, to come to worship, not just for ourselves, but for the benefit of our neighbor. Um, you know, earlier in the book of Hebrews, we don't, we don't have to, to, to turn to it, but yeah. in chapter 2, uh, the writer of Hebrews talks about paying close attention to what you hear, lest you drift away from it. Okay, and I, the idea of drifting away from it—it's—it's it's like this picture of a, a rowboat, maybe that's tied to the shore and comes undone, and it just starts to drift away out to the open sea, to dangerous waters, and it's so slow that you don't even notice. And all of a sudden, th there it is—it's it, a drift, and it, it's out there, and it's 
you know, too late even. And it's this picture of what happens really when we neglect worship, right. right? So when we start to drift away, and maybe it's you know we don't come for a week or two or three to to the house of the Lord. Uh, maybe it's, it's um, and you know how it is after yeah. two or three weeks. It's almost kind of hard to come back because people are going to ask you, "Well, where you been?" and you know what you've been doing, and yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah it's for all sorts of reasons. Yeah, but you know, but, but that's how it happens. I don't think there's very many people who wake up one morning and say, "Okay." Yeah, I'm not going to be a Christian anymore. You know, okay, I'm I'm not really, I don't buy all God's promises anymore. Uh, no, it's this gradual thing. And, and as we drift away and we stay apart from the Lord and his word and the fellowship of, of fellow Christians, all of a sudden, yeah, we, we, we you know, we, we do forget the promises of God. And, and we do start to reflect really what's in this world. We're not just in the world, but we're coming of the world too. And it's just, it happens so gradually. And so that's why we need to hear the words we just heard in Hebrews, and that's why we need to come to worship. Um, verse 22, uh, if you want to read that again, John, sure. do you mind? Oh, 22. Uh, Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Yeah. I. So the, uh, the drawing near, that aspect... You know, in worship, God draws near to us, certainly, right, in word and sacrament, but we also draw near to him. So you've, you've used the, the old hymnal for many years, right? The, yep. the, the Lutheran hymnal. TLH. TLH. Yeah. Um, one of the services, I don't remember if it's the communion one or the non-communion one, that's how it begins, right? Beloved in the Lord, let yes. us, what? Draw, draw near, near with yep. a true yep. heart. It's quoting this verse, uh, Hebrews and, 10, verse 22. And you know what's crazy? I used that for years, and I this is the first time I realized it was actually quoting Hebrews. From the Bible? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's it. You know, in worship, that's, we do draw near to the Lord. And how do we draw near to him? I like how that verse continues. TLH doesn't use it, the hymnal, but draw near with a true heart. And that goes on with this full, full assurance of faith. Isn't that beautiful? Yep. Heart, heart sprinkled, sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, bodies washed with pure water. Yeah. So this heart's cleaned, you know, by the blood of Christ shed for us on the cross, our consciences cleansed from evil, washed with pure water. We think of our baptisms. And that's exactly how we enter worship, right? With the invocation, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, remember our baptism, remember whose we are, we draw near to the Lord in worship. And, um, and it is interesting that in our Lutheran liturgy, at least, we begin right away with the guilty conscience and yeah. get that taken care yeah. of right away. Confessing our sins and hearing the Lord announce to us through his called servant, you're forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. So draw near to him, seek him where he's found. He's there in his house. Come for the Lord. He wants us to be there in worship like a he is our heavenly father just inviting us to come to him draw near to the lord so so just come to worship for the benefit of yourself right don't drift away come to worship draw near to the lord so the thought occurred to me so you you've kind of missed a few sundays and you're feeling guilty that's what you are you're feeling guilty sure. and you're kind of concerned what are people going to say when i show up and they're going to be looking at me and what am i going to tell them uh you know i'm feeling but i'm thinking well good that's how you should feel that's how we should all feel when we come to church we shouldn't come thinking hey i'm such a good guy look at me i'm going to church we should come as it says here knowing that we're sinners and we've sinned and we got a guilty conscience and that's why we're gathering together so the lord can announce to us that our sins are forgiven yes. remind us as you said we've been washed in the water of the baptism that has left us cleanse us of our sins rise up and be baptized and have your sins cleansed uh it exhorts us in the book of acts so yeah if you're feeling kind of like you're a sinner and you haven't been there for a while 
wow, that's the perfect place for you to go. And God yeah. grant that all of us come feeling that fact that we're still sinners, and that's a, a problem. Exactly, yeah. It's it's a what, third commandment issue, right? You know, yeah. we haven't maybe remembered the Sabbath day and kept it holy. Yeah, we should feel kind of bad about that. Um, but yeah, we come in repentance and receive forgiveness. And and I, I like, too, this picture of of a, a, a our Heavenly Father welcoming us back. You know, if we haven't seen, you know, relatives for a while, maybe we haven't visited mom and dad for yeah. a while. Well, when you visit them, I'm guessing they probably are eager to give you a hug and wrap their arms around you. And your Heavenly Father, same thing. He welcomes you to his house. And, and maybe though a lesson for all of us who do come Sunday in and Sunday out, that rather than staring at people and kind of whispering behind <laughs> their backs, yeah. maybe you're right. Maybe they say, hey, it's good to see you. How you been? Uh, uh, to be that kind of warmth and greeting that we know our Heavenly Father would greet us with open arms as well. Yeah, that tangible welcome. Yeah. And I think that's a great read into the next re- reason we come to worship, yeah. right? We come for ourselves, but we also come for our neighbor and their benefit. I don't know if we think of that much. That, that one of the reasons that I come and, and even my family comes to worship is for the other people there. Yeah. yeah. So, but that, that's what Hebrews says. So, can you read verse 25 again? Just to Which actually that? is my one of my favorite verses. Yeah. I, I've loved this verse from, from early on in my ministry. Um, not neglecting to meet together. Although, before we go to further, Matt, apparently this is not a new issue. <laughs> well, yeah. What, what is this? Just, a, you know, just a couple decades after Jesus dies, rises, yeah. ascends into heaven, and already... People are stopping them. To, they're stopping coming to worship. They're, they're not coming to hear the word, receive the sacrament, and the Lord's Supper. Um, all the, there's inactive members already right off the bat. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, yeah. But, but I find that tremendously comforting because yes. it's like, oh, what, what are well, we doing yeah. wrong? What's what? How's what the do church change? Well, no, it's always been that way. Yep. As you said, that's the problem: the drifting away. Yes. Uh, you know, when the devil comes and attacks us full front, I think it's easier for us to to realize, oh. We need we need the Lord to help us, mm-hmm. but He's such a sneaky guy. Yep. <laughs> that's seldom how He does yep. it. Uh, uh, so I, okay, we were talking about neglecting to meet together, yes. um, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Yeah. Encourage one another. Yeah, you know, and I, I think of how we do that in worship. I mean, we do it in fellowship in our time together, but we do it, I think, in the service itself. Yeah. We, we pray the Lord's prayer, not my Father, right, but our Father. And as we pray that prayer, we're certainly speaking to the Lord, but also building each other up. We're praying it together in unison as brothers and sisters in Christ. If God is our Father, then yeah, these are my brothers and sisters, um, which I think is a beautiful thing. And when you think about it, where else can you do that? Where can you pray that prayer in faith with everyone who's in the same room? I mean, when you're out shopping for Christmas gifts at the mall, you can't do it with everyone there. In the workplace, you're probably not going to be able to do it with everyone there. In worship, you can. You share that common confession of faith. You share that same common Father in heaven, and you're able to pray the Lord's Prayer together and sing hymns together and confess the creed together. That That is the one place where, yeah, this this is what we believe, and, and we can worship our Heavenly Father together. And in doing that, Boy, what an encouragement as we do those things together. And, and you know, why, why I always like this passage is because it's so real. 
you you go to church on a summer Sunday and people are on vacation and everyone's camping or whatever and there's just a handful of people there. Oh, it's just I, I'm sorry. We shouldn't be depressed. I know the Lord is there. The Word and Sacrament yeah. says, sure. but, but in our sinful flesh, it's kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I'm kind of yeah. bummed out. Yeah. Then you go on Christmas and everybody's there. What an exhilarating feeling it is. But people, don't you understand? We could do that every Sunday if everyone would not neglect the habit of getting together. We could have that kind of joy. And and here's where it's personal for me, Matt. You want to show you love me? Come to worship. We pastors get depressed, too, when we come and only a handful of people come. When people show up, it it really is. It's just such a great encouragement to us. Yeah. Uh, and I know there's people in your church you worry about and you're concerned and you don't see them for a few weeks. Well, we don't want to be like the insurance agent who's always knocking on your door. Hey, you need some more insurance? You know, we don't want to be salesmen. So it's hard sometimes for us to confront people. But I know that when that person shows up in church, oh, man, I just feel so good. All right. You're here. Everything's okay. Um, so, yeah, trust me, people. You want to love your pastor, just go to church. That's the most loving thing you can do for him and, as you said, for all the other members of the church, too. That's good, yeah, to encourage each other, including your pastor. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it is encouraging when people come to worship, and not not to hear me, but to hear God's Word, yeah. you know, and, and to be encouraged in the faith. Um, definitely. So, you know, I think of of, of members and, and one member in particular who's been ill lately and, and in and out of the hospital and really struggled to come to worship recently at Ascension. And and I think one of the reasons they come, well, well for themselves and, and to draw near to the Lord, right, and receive his gifts, uh, forgiveness in life, right? But but I think another reason they came was to be encouraged, yeah. um, you know, to be encouraged, to be able to, to shake hands with people and, and to be able to share, you know, an update on, on how they're doing health-wise and to be encouraged by others. And and in turn, that person coming to worship encouraged me. And I yes. know many others, too, that yes. this, this this is a priority. The Lord is number one in their life, and they're coming to worship, and we're able to pray together and sing together. And what an encouragement that is to me, too. So, yeah, please come to worship. Yeah, for yourself but also come to worship for your neighbor. Because even if you don't think you need it, which you do, uh, and I do too, your neighbor needs you and uh, as part of the body of Christ. And we miss each other at a family reunion or a holiday get-together. If someone isn't there, we miss you in worship too when we gather together as the family of God. Last thing, I, how does that, that part of Hebrews, how does it end there? Uh, verse 25, it says, the very last line is, "Oh yeah, all the more as you see the day drawing yeah. near." And you know, so that that day is is the return of of Christ, yeah. and especially the season of Advent. You know, we really are keenly aware of that. Is coming not just as a baby, but as King and His second coming. And I think these words are more vital today than they were when the writer of Hebrews wrote yep. them, because we're yep. two thousand years closer today to that return. So as as we know that Christ's return is imminent, and as we see. How crazy our world is and how things aren't right. We draw together to encourage each other, stay firm in the faith. Christ is coming. Hang in there. And we have just that foretaste of that day when, and I love how uh, Paul puts it, at the name of Jesus, finally every knee will bow in heaven on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that, that Jesus Christ is Lord. So encourage each other until that day when we have that greatest of worships 
uh, Christ's return. And, 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 and it's really neat you mentioned that on this particular show because this is the Advent season, and that's the focus, isn't it? And Advent, the fact that he came at Christmas, but we know he's coming again. Um, and, and I might just make a plug here. I know this is a time when people start coming back to church, and I know people, oh, they're just Easter Christian, uh, Christmas Christians, and I'm thinking, I love, that's fine. I, I hope everybody comes at Christmas. I hope they come afterwards, too, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm hoping. Uh, so, well, anyway, thank you for reminding us, Matt. It's about uh, uh, ourselves and God's love for us, but it's also about the love for the neighbor as well. So That's right. So encourage one another. Come to worship. Uh, come to your Father's house. All right. Well, thanks very much, John. And uh, we invite you to tune in next week, next Saturday, for another installment of Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.